Happy Friday. Glad you're listening to Between the Lines. I'm Junior. And I'm Scott. We're in Ephesians chapter five today. A couple of days ago, my dad said we wouldn't hit that chapter, but we're actually yeah. not gonna hit the next chapter. <laughs> we're not gonna get six, yeah. That's right. But we're in chapter five today and Proverbs chapter 10 as well. Dad, you wanna start us off? You bet. Verse one, Ephesians five. Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Well, imitate God? How, how are we going to do that? Well, actually, when we're talking about being created after God's image, that is, there are a lot of things that we have within us that came from God himself. Now, of course, you're not going to imitate him in power and his ability to know everything and to be everywhere at the same time, but we can be godly. That's what the word godly means, to yeah. live right, the right kind of life. Well, it's kind of cool because in verse two, he tells you how to imitate God. Absolutely. He says, live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ, who is God. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. So that's how we're to imitate God. And then he says in verse three, let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk, and coarse jokes. These are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. You can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. So he's, he's pretty tough on sin. I think that in Western, the Western world among Christians, that sometimes we just, we, we, we're too light. We're we wink at sin. We yeah. laugh about sinful things. Yeah, well, I think about it. You know, we talked a couple of days ago about it being my grandpa, your dad's birth uh, birthday. Mm-hmm. He died from smoking. Mm-hmm. Smoking killed him. Smoking isn't something that you wink at or that no. you take lightly because it took the life of your dad. Yeah. We should look at sin that way of like, it's something to wink at because that took the life of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. All right, verse six. Don't be fooled by those things who try. No, don't. <laughs> by those. Yeah, I'm. My words are getting messed up here. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins. For the anger of God will fall on all who disobey him. That that makes it really serious. Don't participate in the things that people do. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of the light. You ought to be different. And your friends ought to see the difference in you. Your coworkers ought to see the difference in you. You're unique. You're part of God's family. That sets you apart. Verse nine, for this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. And then verse 10, carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. It is shameful even to talk about the things that ungodly people do in secret, but their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. For the light makes everything visible. This is why it is said, awake, O sleeper, Rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light. And verse 12 is interesting. He says, It is shameful to even talk about the things that ungodly people do in secret. The whole idea of like tabloids and the, the gossip mm-hmm. magazines and newspaper, there should be a line where us as Christians, we just go, We're not even going to talk about it. It's just shameful. Yeah, and I think the idea here is that, that we're not to take interest in those things because the more we bend ourselves towards that stuff, bend our ear towards it, we, we get interested in it, we talk about it. This just creates wrinkles on the brain and it makes us remember things that doesn't even need to be in our no, And heads. it blurs the line sometimes. It's it, like, oh, this is just kind of normal. It, that's right. Verse 15, he continues. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. 
Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, I love that because it's kind of like last chapter he's talking about, don't do this, but you put on this. Don't be drunk with wine, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Singing psalms and, and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, making music to the Lord in your hearts and give thanks to everything for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, a, a book that was a parallel book to Ephesians is Colossians. And we have a very similar passage in Colossians chapter three, where we read singing psalms and hymns, spiritual songs among yourselves here. And Ephesians, it says, be filled with the Holy Spirit and you'll have singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. But in Colossians, it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. I think that helps us to understand what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit. People wonder, well, what, what does that mean? I like to think of it this way. It's, it's just, it's being filled with God. Mm-hmm. It's being filled with God that if you're speaking the words of Christ, being filled with the Spirit, this is what's going to come out of us. This is going to be this worship to God. Yeah. All right, so it doesn't look like some of those freak shows on TV with people rolling around and you know giggling. You no. Know, it, it, it looks like godliness. Which is <laughs> senseless and... And it, not only does it not make any sense, I mean, why would God do anything like that? that yeah. That's first and foremost. Yeah. But but the fruit of the Spirit, which we get to in Galatians, with love and joy and peace, yeah. and long, that all that stuff attracts people to Jesus. Right. Being filled with the Holy Spirit attracts people to Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of that crazy stuff that people... Yeah. view as being the evidence of the Holy Spirit, that actually repels people. Yeah, we're to be fruit, not nuts. <laughs> Verse 21. This is in further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. For wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For a husband is the head of his wife as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. As the, Christ, as the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. Of course, this is not very popular and cer- certainly is not politically correct. And it might even make some people angry with us reading this passage. But yeah. again, we have to remember that this is God's word. And th- yeah. this, is what the, this is what the scripture says. This is what the Holy Spirit inspired. Yeah. No, I love what my wife said. And I, I don't, we don't know how every marriage operates, but she had said, to, we're doing marriage mentoring, mentoring with a couple talking about this verse. And she had said, to be honest with you, I don't know of a healthy marriage where they're pretty out there, where there's just no submission. The marriages that I want to be like, there's the wife submits to the husband. Verse 25, and this is actually harder now when you get into yeah. verse 25. For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her. And I have to say this: that my my wife, my wife really does submit as the church is to submit to Christ. I mean, that's just, and to me, it's an attitude more than anything. She that that embodies who she is. I can't say that this is me here for the husbands loving her as Christ loved the church. It's a tall order, and it tells me that the love for our wives ought never to stop growing, that this is something that we have to go after with everything that we've got and yeah. continually getting better at it. So it's to make her holy and clean, washed by the, by the cleansing of God's word. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without spot or wrinkle or any blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. In the same way, husbands, you ought to love your wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. No one hates his own body, but feeds and cares for it, 
just as Christ cares for the church and we are members of his body. As the scriptures say, a man leaves his father and mother and joins to his wife and the two are united into one. This is the great mystery, but it is an illustration of the way Christ and the church are one. So again, I say, each man must love his wife as he loves himself and the wife must respect her husband. And verse 33, it points to some recent data that has been revealed. We know this just from research, and that is what men and women crave in a relationship with each other is different. Men crave something different than women. And what women crave is to be cherished, to be treated as someone who is cherished, loved by her husband, where a husband, he craves respect more mm-hmm. so than he does love. Uh, I'll be honest, I, we've got... Uh, you know, we got 40 employees as part of our church here. And uh, I have no doubt that they love me, but I never even think about that. Like Jack is our sound engineer here. I'm never thinking, does Jack love me? It matters more to me that Jack respects me than that he loves me. Mm-hmm. And this is such a good lesson for us to understand that when it comes, that God knew this long before any of that research was done. This is how he built us. He understands yeah. human relationships better than us. Well, sometimes you have married couples come in and, you know, the wife will say something like, you know, I love him, I just don't respect him. And you can watch the man almost fall apart. And sometimes you'll hear them say, he needs to earn my respect. Yeah. But I know what you're going, where you're going. What if we flip that around, right? Yeah, yeah. What, if, what if the husband said to the wife, well, I respect you, I don't love you. And if you want me to love you, you have to earn my love. Right, it's so toxic. Hmm. It's not what scripture says. So just give him the gift of respect, give, give her, her the, the gift, gift of love. Yep. Well, Proverbs chapter 10 is the corresponding chapter for today. I just want to point out verse nine. It says, people with integrity walk safely. Love that thought. Mm -hmm. They are careful how they walk. They are careful with the relationships that they get into. They are careful with the words that they speak within those relationships, making sure they don't veer into gossip or into slander. They're just careful people. Actually takes me back to the words of Jesus where he says, be innocent as doves, and shrewd as snakes or wise as serpents. Mm. We, we walk innocently, but we're also very, very smart. We walk carefully in wisdom. Christians ought to desire and live by wisdom. And that essentially is what this is. It's living our lives with wisdom. Well, again, it was great having you with us. I trust you have a great weekend. But again, tomorrow, remember, we're not doing the podcast for tomorrow. So get your Bibles out and take a look at Ephesians chapter 6. Read that scripture and continue on. You can find the the all, all of this in the church app. In fact, in the church app, you can even just read it right out of the app. I want to encourage you to keep up your Bible reading. Do so tomorrow and Sunday, and we'll see you again on Monday. 